This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, former city councilor Doug Ford says he is assembling an exploratory team to look into a potential mayoral run in 2018. This after a forum poll showed that a race between him and John Tory would be tight. Now, the last time he came by here on Fight Back, he told us he was still deciding between a leap into provincial politics and a municipal run. Now he is back here with us. Welcome, Doug. Well, thanks for having me back, Libby. Thanks for joining us, Doug. What is this exploratory team? Are you just kind of stringing us along? It sounds like you've decided. Well, I, I haven't decided 100%. Um, kind of I was split between the, the province and, and the city. They're, they're both in an absolute financial mess. Uh, the more people I've talked to across the city, uh, the more they're frustrated with John Tory. You know, the broken promises, no matter if it's the, the Scarborough subway, keeping taxes low, uh, road tolls that he said he wasn't going to put in, but tried to put in before Kathleen Wynne slapped her down, slapped him down, uh, and, and I think people uh, just want a, a principled leader that that is going to look after their interest instead of all the special interests that he's he's taking care of. Okay, so it sounds to me like you've decided. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know, I, I haven't decided a hundred percent yet. Um, I, I think. Uh, what does it depend on? Well, just uh, talking to a lot of people across the city and, and getting their input. And that, that's what we believe in, getting their input, uh, the issues that uh, they feel are, are hurting the, the city right now, no matter if it's the him raising taxes, uh, raising every fee in the city he could possibly get his hands on. And uh, just, again, uh, broken promises. He promised he was going to do garbage privatization in Scarborough. He buckled on that, and uh, people of Scarborough want privatized garbage. So it's just one broken promise uh, after the next. Uh, every tax he can get his hands who's, on, he wants to tax. Who's on your exploratory team? Well, we're putting one together, and I can I can tell you this, Libby. Uh, since I mentioned that uh, on on a show, uh, television show, the other day, um, th- this phone has not stopped ringing. I, yeah, right I can see the, that. <laughs> right across the province, right across the, the city, and, and uh, even parts across Canada. Uh, I think people are just sick and tired, no matter what level of government it is, being nickled and, and what are And what are they telling you? What are these phone calls telling you? Run. Run, <laughs> run. run for mayor? Uh, actually, both, but run, run. No matter what, get back involved. Uh, hold them accountable. As uh, Rob used to say about the gravy train, I can assure you the gravy train is in full swing. And what what really bothers me, Libby, is, you know, we worked hard, uh, me and Mike Del Grand, uh, the budget chief at the time, and, and the whole budget team really worked hard to save over a billion dollars, which we did. We left uh, the city with a surplus. Uh, all the reserves were topped up. Right now in the city, the operating budget has grown a billion dollars. And just it's hard to comprehend a billion. That's $1,000 for a million households that they have to pay more. But that's compounded every single year. All the reserves have been depleted. 
and they're facing a $380 million hole this year. So how he's going to fill it outside of raising more taxes well, is beyond me. What they are saying is that they are doing a lot of things that have been put off, put off, put off, put off, yeah. and are at the breaking <laughs> point in terms of infrastructure. Yeah, I know. I, and, heard, yeah. I heard that last uh, through David Miller, and it's amazing. Uh, he says put off, but, you know, where the billion dollars is going is all the special interest and the hundreds and hundreds of bureaucrats he's, he's hired uh, over, over the last two years, which is staggering. We don't need more bureaucrats. We need to start putting, uh, the money back into the taxpayer's pocket and let, let them decide how they're going to spend it. Uh, will you share with us who is on this team that you're putting together? Well, you'll, you'll hear it over the next uh, well, couple the, months. Yeah. Uh, you're kind of, yeah, but I, okay. I, don't, I don't like throwing people's names out there. Uh, we'll have a very, very strong team. Some of the, the brightest people in politics, but more importantly, the common folk, that, that's but, what we believe in. But 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 here's the thing: mm-hmm. it, it it just sounds like you're kind of uh, releasing things in dribs and drabs to keep. Yeah, to, yeah. Well, is that well, part well, of the well, strategy? Well, yeah. Well, well, we'll keep them on his toes. That that that's for sure, uh, right now. But uh, I don't. Like is Mike Harris all my working with you? Well, Mike Mike's a friend of mine. But uh, to uh, be upfront, I, I haven't talked to Mike yet. Um, but again, uh, we're we're going to put some great people together that are very frustrated. In the city, businesses are frustrated. Uh, he's trying to put it through a roof tax. So how much rain comes off your, your roof? And I, I sit back and think, you've got to be kidding. Show me one thing, and your listeners can point out one thing John Tory has done. I, uh, I don't know. I see him cutting a lot of ribbons and, and talking a lot. And by the time he's finished, I, I'm not too sure what he's saying. But, uh, you know, it's good to cut ribbons, but you got to get some work done in this city. Traffic has never been worse. Oh, traffic is. But a lot of that is construction. Worse. Yeah, but no, we, we had actually construction's gone down compared to all, all the permits that we had. We had more permits than New York, Boston, Dallas, Chicago combined. Uh, you know, right now. The city is at a standstill when it comes to transit. Okay, I I, I have to tell you that in terms mm-hmm. of construction, just as as a, a regular citizen trying mm-hmm. to get from point A to point B, there is more construction yeah. and construction delays and construction detours than I have ever seen. Yeah, here. but uh, what what he wants to do to John, uh, which he already did, which is just mind boggling. We, we put $90 million into the bike lanes more than any other administration, but we didn't put them on the main arteries. Uh, they're arterial roads. Uh, we, we stick them on the side roads, but he took two lanes of traffic out of Bloor Street, and he put bike lanes. And then he wants to close off King Street until it's pedestrian and streetcars. And then his other plan is from the top of Young Street, Finch, all the way down Young, he wants to put bike lanes in. And take two two lanes of traffic for, for cars. I have to remind everyone, 85% of the people take cars opposed to public transit. Let, let's, let's talk about those bike lanes yeah. a bit. And uh, again, uh, <laughs> shortly we're going to be opening the phone. So let me mm-hmm. give the numbers out again. The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And I'm here with Doug Ford. And we saw some preliminary numbers. So... On these bike lanes on Bloor Street, uh, there was a survey. The survey was done with people who live in the area, and uh, it said that most of them think that the bike lanes are a good thing, support the bike lanes. Mm. I think it was something like uh, um, 52% 
uh, and that was with business owners. What do you think of that survey? Well, the business owners I talked to is not accurate, and I've heard a lot about that survey. There was a lot of hanky-panky going on with the survey, and you, you can't talk about a, a main artery like like Bluer or Young Street because everyone uses it, not not just uh, the the people around the area. Matter of fact, business owners are frustrated because there's there's less business since they put the bike lanes in. You talk to any business there, along Yeah, Bloor, there's parking there there's too. Less. Yeah, but there's there's less business going on. They've congested it down in one lane. What he did by taking off the, the ramp on, on uh, Gardner's, it was a disaster this weekend, trying to get off. Everyone's funneling down Spadina, or you have to go all the way down and turn around. Why? Why would he cut off a ramp of the Gardner, one of the busiest highways in the city? Uh, he should be expanding, if anything. Uh, and you're attributing that to him? He was the one who called the shots. He took it down. It was him. It was no one else. He took it down. He wanted to make it into a park. Really? There, there's tens of thousands of cars that go through there a day. Now he's funneling it all down uh, Spadina and any other uh, exit further east. So that just creates more traffic congestion on, on the other areas of the city. It's it's disappointing that he's he's doing it. There's a war on the car right now uh, with John Tory. Uh, it's, it's frustrating, to say the least, to a lot of people. So... Uh is it safe to say that in terms of the Bloor Street bike lanes, you would take them down? I'd take them down instantly, just like we did in Jarvis. We took uh, we talked to a lot of people uh, that came in, commuted uh, from Rosedale all the way down to Jarvis, and their number one issue was fixed Jarvis. Uh, so we, we moved the bike lanes. We aren't going to get rid of bike lanes. I believe in a lot of bike paths, uh, a lot of bike lanes, but uh, not on the main arteries. It just does not make sense uh, whatsoever. The traffic is a nightmare in this city from one end of the city to the other. Even where there isn't construction, it's a nightmare from Scarborough to Etobicoke. Okay, yeah, let's go to the phones. We've got Sam in Brantford. Hi, Sam. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, Sam. Uh, how you doing? I, I don't live in Toronto, but I do travel there at least uh, once or twice a week. And my suggestion to you is run for mayor, because I'm sure that you'll, you'll do a better job than the present mayor at this time. But one thing that I suggest to you is to go after the provincial government to build a major highway on the southern portion of the city. Toronto mm-hmm. does not have a city or a, a traffic uh, flow from the west part of the city to the eastern part of the city. 100%. We, we need uh, a, another major highway. The closest one, we have four, 401, and then we have the Gardner. Anything in between that, you're, you're going down the main, exactly. uh, main well, streets. The Gardner was built back in 1958. Yep. It was never built to, uh, to accept all the traffic flow that's uh, on this particular road today. It's disgusting. Nothing was built for that. What's yeah. that? I said nothing was built for that. Well, I mean, people have to go from point A to point B. And That's the right. only way they're going to get there is to have a major highway in the southern portion of the city. I agree, Sam, 100% with you, because uh, I was going down there uh, over the weekend, and the, the traffic was, was staggering. And it, it went all day, all night, uh, from you know early morning to, to midnight. It seems like it's jam-packed. Well, I would pay, I would pay a $100 fee. To, to get this highway built. I would be the first one to put my $100 down. Well, okay, I, I well, let's, it, let's get a road I don't mind paying for something that is going to be useful, yeah. but to put money, uh, to put tolls on, on the existing roads that lead nowhere... It's yeah. just not worth it. Well, that, that's the thing. People get frustrated. They're trying to toll existing roads that have already been paid for, that we're already paying through our property taxes. And uh, they, they're, they're, they're frustrated, to say the least. But I agree. We, we need a, a major uh, 
expansion uh, going from east end of the city to the west end exactly. and south, south of the 401. Yep, okay. You got it. Thanks, Thank Sam. Yeah, have a good day. Thank okay. you. Uh, let me ask you this, Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, we just uh, had uh, the mayors here. There was a big municipal conference, mm-hmm. and we had a bunch of mayors saying that they are committed to fight climate change mm-hmm. as cities. And you see a kind of parallel thing in the United States where Don- Donald Trump said – uh, he is getting out of the Paris Climate Accord, but a bunch of mayors got together and they said, OK, never mind, Trump, we're going to do what we can. Where do you stand on that? Well, I agree with uh, not not necessarily uh, President Trump, anyone that was against this accord. It was costing an unfair playing field for the United States when they were competing against China or, or India. I, if, I, if I'm Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was $100 billion it was costing I, them. But everyone's environmentally friendly. I'm environmentally friendly. We have a really stringent program at our company about uh, recycling and and the whole process of green, uh, right down to recycling our our materials and the fuel pellets. So there's a lot of work to be done there, but you have to make sure you're competitive. You you can't uh, put these credits over to California like the the provinces, and we're we're paying California folks $300 million a year. Why? So what what would you... uh as the city do about that? Well, I, I think it's important that we uh, we turn garbage into cash. And how we do that is by making sure that we send it to the uh, stations, as similar to the incineration station, and you go over to Germany, read up on it, met people from Germany when I was in the office, how, how they take care of their own garbage rather than sticking in the back of a transport truck and going down to Michigan, and Michigan is getting ticked off. Let's take care of our own garbage, turn it into energy, and clean energy. And I, I think that's what we have to do, and it will create uh, a lot of energy for us and a lot of cash for us. Okay. Uh, Doug, we're running out of time on this. Okay. Anything you want to leave us with? <laughs> well, folks, uh, I'll make a decision. I appreciate all the support when I'm out there. People are coming up day in and day out. And I can assure you, no matter what decision we make, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to stop the gravy train. I'm going to put money back into your pocket instead of the special interests and the bureaucrats that are getting your hard-earned dollars now. Okay, Doug, uh, I hope you'll keep us apprised of what you're doing. <laughs> you. Maybe give us a little bit uh, of, of a heads up. Thanks for being well, here. Appreciate it. It's always it. a pleasure. Thanks, Livy. Uh, okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.